I think we went to Cecil back when Cecil was before Indy made a couple runs and went straight to Indy. So I think my sixth run ever in the car was at Indy. So nervous is a understatement because <laughs> I jumped right in it and went right to a stock class runoffs at Indy. And you know, a stock ain't no joke. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Welcome back to Class Racing Today, classracingtoday.com. It's a website. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, It is December, shockingly. Um, It just seems like this year is flying by. Uh, Bobby and Brian are back with us together. Brian has decided to... uh, (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be here again, which is great. Uh, what's up, Brian? We're, uh, you were out for Thanksgiving, but uh, yeah, this is kind of the busy time. Like, you know, people are preparing for next spring, so we're kind of in the peak of sales season, trying to get my new shop built after my builder quit mid-project. So, oh yeah, uh, I heard about that. Yeah, there's with walls up. Uh, yeah. Someone walked out and walked off the job. Yeah. Yikes. I don't know. I think I should have been a contractor in life. It seems like you don't have to finish anything and you still get paid. <laughs> that seems problematic, but what do I know? Well, hey. You didn't pay him up front, did you? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> way too much. But <sighs> I, uh, when I was watching your winterizing video, I'm like, I should do a shop tour. You know, I can walk around in the mud and look at all these posts sticking out of the ground. And <laughs> if, uh, That'd be great. Yeah, I don't drink anymore, but if I did, we'd probably have a big bonfire, just take a chainsaw and cut it all down and light it on fire. But it'll work out. Someday I'll someday I'll be cool and actually have a roof over my toys and Yeah. That's enough on that. Let's talk about good things. How's it going, Bobby? Any contractors out there that want to finish Brian's <laughs> shop? Sponsor the show by finishing nice. Brian's shop. There you go. <clears throat> You'll get title billing. I'm not sure how you can get paid before you show up. Like, I understand, like, that's a contractor thing, but they all want, like, a third or half down and, yeah, empty promises. Yeah. Selling no, empty joke. promises. That's mm-hmm. that's the new market. I've been watching our government too much. Yeah, good work. Class Racing Today at gmail.com is our email address if you have any questions or comments or would like to offer some advice uh, for building. To Brian, you certainly can. All is welcome. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> so. to send stars if you like the show. That's right. <laughs> the Facebook, send some stars on through. All right. What do you guys have today? And today we have one of the most highly sought after painters. Not only is this is this guy a racer, he is one of the best painters, car painters, motorcycle painters. He can do stripes, uh, retro, nostalgic paint jobs. Um, whenever you see one of them really uh, cool looking cars going by that everybody's taking pictures of, odds are it was painted by this gentleman here. Uh, he runs a 1964 Dodge Polara in A stock automatic, sometimes double A stock automatic, sometimes even super stock D automatic. He's been to Indy and his father recently won the Hemi shootout down in Bell Rose, Louisiana. Today we have Mr. Travis Tukey, nicknamed Travis Tukey Hess on the show. Travis, how you doing, sir? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. Now, Travis, um, we know that you were probably in the middle of painting someone's highly prized possession, but you took some time today to come come be with us, to hightail it across the street from the shop to your house to uh, (laughs) spend some time with us and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I we all know that your family is a uh, a um a racing family, and they also obviously know that you're the painting family. I would like to start the conversation with the painting. I want to know uh, how you got into this. You know, how you how you learned how to do what you do. I mean, like, is that something you just have to be born with or what? Because I I can't even draw a freaking stick figure, and I see what you're doing, and it just makes me sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always drawn as a kid. I mean, I'm not like chip foos or anything, but I've always drawn and uh, been in the art. So, you know, I grew up in the body shops, of course, with dad running shops, you know, pretty much his whole life. So 
ever since I could walk, I was in a body shop. And then, um, so I just learned how to prep cars and, you know, after school, I was going to go to the art Institute of Pittsburgh and we went up and kind of toured it. And then we, you know, they start talking salaries and stuff and dad's like, well, heck you can make that much sand in cars. I'm like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like kind of done with school anyways. I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll just come work at the shop, you know? And we took the little bit of money I had for college from my grandmother and we just, I said, yeah, I'll just come work. And we went and bought a drag bug. So we bought a Volkswagen drag car and <laughs> took that and ran that a summer or so. And I just started working at the shop. You know, I, dad was doing custom paint in the seventies on vans and, you know, choppers and different things. So he can do it as well. And I just always was gravitated towards that nostalgia paint. And I just started doing it. I mean, I guess you can go to school. There's a lot of classes and stuff now, of course, with the internet and YouTube. I mean, you could learn how to paint a metal flake tank in a weekend now. But when I started, you know, 25 years ago or more, you just had to do it. You know what I mean? You just learn. And a guy that used to letter my dad's race cars named Nelson Grimes, I grew up watching him and he's one of my heroes. And I just wanted to be him. So I just got some pinstripe brushes and lettering brushes and I just dug into it, you know? So that's what so you just kind of trial and error. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what attracted you to the Mopars then. Cause they always had the cool seventies paint jobs. Yeah. I mean, dad, like I said, he was a Mopar guy. So growing up, I mean, it's pretty neat. His first Hemi car was a 70 challenger and he sold it in like 82 and just got it back a few years ago so that that's pretty neat and i remember it i was like six when he sold it and i can just vaguely remember like being in it, it was b5 blue white interior and it looks exactly like it did 35 years ago so it's pretty neat that he got that back but anyways we always had mopars around and he started building his first cuda in 91 and I remember riding home in that car when he bought it and he drove it back and forth to work a little. And then he tore it apart and wanted to build an AH car. It was called AA back then, you know, and then now, of course, it's AH. They gave him their own class. But, uh, yeah, I've always been around those cars and I've been attracted to the B bodies. So I, I like the big taxi cabs, we call them, or family car. So I like those a lot. I like the A bodies, but I really love the B bodies, the earlier ones. I had a I had a '68 Charger. A friend of mine helped me redo, and we didn't. The body was Very already cool. redone, and it was B5 blue factory RT with factory air conditioning. And everybody was always like, "Is that actual B5 blue?" Because you see all kinds of shades now, and it's hard to yeah, know what the actual B5 was because there's not very many left. But that's all. That's my all-time favorite. Mopar yeah, I can show you a original paint B5 blue if you want to see it. <laughs> the whole engine bay and all is still original on that car. He painted it once in the like 78 or 9, but the jams and the engine bay is still original paint. It's pretty neat. And the sassy grass green would probably be my second color. Like if I'm going to have a Cuda, that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah, they're all great colors. Bobby's like, what is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. Ford the had Ford guy. What did they have like Ford? white, black? Yeah, how about Wimbledon white? Bobby knows that color. Wimbledon white, not me. I don't like white car. Oh, well, I drive it. My daily driver is a white car, but that's I'll never right. have a white race car. That's just springtime yellow. It's another great Ford color. That <laughs> pale yellow on the Mustang. We call I it like P yellow. Corvette's the only yellow car I would have. A uh, Challenger is the only purple car I would have, and. Right. I guess my my Mustang would have to be like when I get my '68 Fastback will be the green, like the bullet car. Very cool. You know, I'll there's be '68 by the time I get one. There's something to be said <laughs> though for like the oh, took you know better than I do. But what was it? The '71 Cudas where they did like the billboard, like the what is it? Was it limelight green or was it sassy grass green with like the yeah, white billboard on the side? Was so cool. I mean, that was. Yeah, Mopar did some wild stuff, that's for sure. There's a guy. I think that's kind of why they have that cult following, you know what I mean? 
it's different than the other brands. They kind of had their thing going, you know, that was, they've always been kind of different. So that's kind of, you know, that's why I like them. They're kind of brand C, you know, it's normally Chevy and Ford and then Mopar is kind of trailing behind till you get to the track and kick those Hemis in high gear. (laughs) (laughs) Then they go to the front. (laughs) There's a, there's a big collector here in the Minneapolis area and they call it the Mopar Ponderosa. And that guy's got Mm -hmm. just a huge collection. I think there's probably six, seven cars, you know, Hemi cars sitting in his shed. And he has one that's, it's the, it's the 71 Cuda, I believe is he's got probably five or six of those in there, but it's it's the green. And one side has the white bill or hockey or the white billboard on one side. And the other side has the black billboard because he wasn't sure which way he liked best. So it looks like two different cars. I'm like, you have too many, you have too many cool cars when that's, oh, we'll plant one side one way and the other side the other way. That's wild. How did grandma feel about you taking that tuition money? and buying a volkswagen (laughs) i don't think she even knew you know (laughs) it was my great grandma i think the story was when we were born my cousins we each got like a thousand bucks i mean there was only like a few grand in there the bug was like 5500 so i think i had three or four grand and dad put up the rest you know i was a volkswagen guy forever i still love them but i don't have any anymore but i had you know four or five early early ones so we just bought this bug at the bug out and had some fun with it till the block cracked and then i think second gear went out of it and then at that point just like uh just unloaded it we didn't put any more money into it you know so it was a short not the uh fazio family was my dad before he got fords his first car was a volkswagen beetle or whatever that's awesome yeah. and that was he bought it for 35 dollars, and that's what he drove in high school for a right. little while until he got his he had like three or four of them apparently and then he got a ford um ranchero and that we which he still has and drives around to car shows but that's how he became Very a Ford cool. guy I guess. yeah the bug that's was dad's first car was a 61 beetle and he like metal flaked it and tricked it out so that's kind of when i was 12 13 that's why i wanted a bug you know so my first car was a bug and i you know had a bunch and then got into more hot rods and things and you know i still love them though they're great little cars i'm still a little taken back that how do you maybe it's because i'm one of the old school mopar cult people but how do you go from a mopar to a bug like i don't know you went from the coolest guy i've talked to to the weirdest when you wanted a bug like i (laughs) just i'm struggling a little bit here with this like that's funny actually i was a bug guy first well not a not i mean we had the mopars obviously but i just wanted a bug i guess because dad had one first anyways i i like both but yeah they're different totally different maybe a microbus of the tow bar pulling your cuda yeah, well, that wouldn't go real well. Those things are like 40 horsepower <laughs> and about a 100-inch wheelbase, so I don't I don't think you'd make it far, <laughs> but it'd be cute. Maybe how, how old are you, Travis? I'm 45, so I'm, I'm getting up there. Wow. Yeah. I did not think you were even in your 40s, so. Yeah. Congrats, keep it up. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, do you have any brothers and sisters? Or are you only child? Nah, it's just me. They're stuck with me. Oh, so your shop? Yeah, just me. Back, back to your shop. Are you like a full restoration, or do, is all the sheet work done when it comes into you, or how does that process work? No, we can do everything. I got uh, a couple guys that help me in uh, my shop. Like I have my own booth, so Dad, we put kind of a shop on for me to do you know, custom work and restoration. I don't really like to call them restorations because I don't want to do those anymore because they just, they seem to live here for years, but old paint jobs, you know what I mean? Not like a full-blown restoration, but like, uh, you know, antique cars and custom stuff is down in my shop. And then dad runs the body shop, which is like the real way to make money doing all the insurance work. You know, you cranking out insurance jobs they probably do four or five wrecks a day you know what i mean so he's got like 18 employees up there and then i have two down with me 
So we're cranking out wrecks all day. That's 90% of the business's collision work. And then we do the old stuff in my shop. Yeah, that's kind of the crazy thing about auto body is how long and how many hours it actually takes to get those things perfect. Like I've got a friend redoing a 68 Hemi charger and he bought that yeah. car in 2005, I think in crates. And I don't know yeah. how many door panels he's bought, but he's like, Oh, the scallop is a 16th of an inch too high or too low compared to the other side. And he's like, maybe I should just make my own door panels. And I'm like, you are never going to enjoy this thing with the amount of hours you've spent on it. But yeah, it's nuts. I, the, a lot of it too is the investment seems to always come out more than the car's even worth but you know it's on what you want to invest in i guess you know what i mean well it becomes art and it becomes something more than just a car like if you want a daily right. driver that's not probably the route to go you know right travis tell us where the name tukey came from okay so it's just a stupid story like uh bought my house in like 99 and back before cell phones and all that. So I, I tried to remember the phone number that came with the property and it just spelled Bob Tukey and it just kind of stuck. <laughs> it's pretty lame. It's pretty lame, but that's, that's the story. And my friends at you know, one of the tattoo shops just started calling me Tukey from the phone number. And that's the rest is history. That's it. <laughs> as cheesy as that is. Bob Tukey. Yeah. Right, what's the area code then? Because I can, three zero. Remember this forever now. Yeah, three zero four Bob Tukey. All right. You still yeah. have a landline now, huh? No, no, it's actually gone. Lauren finally we canned it a couple years ago, but uh, there that I guess the nickname stuck at least. You should request that for at least it. your cell number then. Yeah, my cell number. I don't think I could spell anything clever with that. I don't know. I think I did try. <laughs> but <sighs> well, it was it was a better story. You know, I just thought maybe it was just going to be like that was your nickname. You know, your parents nah, called you that when you were. I never, I never right. had a nickname. <laughs> Let's talk Not about this '64 Dodge Polaro you have. Um, pretty unique combination here. I remember um, running into your dad one day uh, randomly when I was working at a restaurant and he came in and I scared the hell out of him and I was like, Bucky? And he was That's like, fine. who the hell are you? And uh, <laughs> I said, Fazio, we race Superstock together. What's going on? How you doing? And um, after they were done, he came out and he was telling me all about this car. So how did this this car come about? Did you guys, was this like a, a barn find, like a a collision brain or a restoration somebody brought in that didn't want anymore uh no dad found it in maryland um like 15 years ago or so it was an arizona car so a guy in maryland was just cruising it was a 383 original like it had original paint on it still and like two spots of rust it was a factory air car too being from arizona so that was pretty neat it's got these little vents in the dash that pop up but um you know he he got it and he wanted to run some a stock we were supposed to put a max wedge in it first because he did a restoration on a, a nova for a guy named jim bowen he actually used to build joe alloway's a stock wedge motors and anyways long story short it sat on a rotisserie for like 10 years you know we just never got to it and then um, I was about to turn 40. You know, I'd never raced other than I drove the Cuda one time. And this is kind of like I went from like hero to zero, like in a matter of like nine seconds. Uh, so the, my ninth run ever in the Cuda, I don't know if you were there, Bobby, but at Maple Grove, uh, the motor scattered about a thousand foot and I spun the thing around and hit the wall. Ooh, so that, that was like the ninth run in a super stock car, you know. So that was kind of my short-lived career in that. I got super bummed and just kind of parked it. It's still covered in oil, dead straight in the front end. But at some point, we're going to get the car back out. So being that was his first car. The famous, you know, it was fairly famous. Him and Ray Barton did a lot with that car in the early 90s. So anyways, I was bummed that I tore it all up my first outing. But anyways, 
it's sitting on jack stand still so i was turning 40 and i was like man it'd be cool if we could get this um dodge done and i could go to indy for my 40th birthday and dad's like all right let's do it and i was like serious so we just cranked that thing out and built it in like three months with some help from some buddies and uh jason line you know dad had a hemi block so jason and you know the guys down at kb built the motor it's actually a hemi not a 440 the trim package the, the trim package is called 440 so uh anyways we cranked that thing out uh went to atco dad drove it first just to make sure it was going to go straight of course we had ken Kier come up and just be there, you know, check the chassis. Anyways, I made two or three runs at Atco in it. Uh, I think we went to Cecil back when Cecil was before Indy, made a couple runs and went straight to Indy. So I think my sixth run ever in the car was at Indy. So nervous is an understatement because <laughs> I jumped right in it and went right to A-stock class runoffs at Indy. And, you know, A-stock ain't no joke. So... It was an amazing thing. I'll never forget it. Pulling into the staging lanes at Indy is something I'll never forget. You know what I mean? That was pretty heavy. And we went out there and went at 10.03. I remember running, I think it was Gove. And uh, we were so tight. You know, we iced it down. We were down on power. But to get that close to Gove on that run was pretty serious. You know, I think he outrun me by 200s. And, you know, he beat me. But uh, that was just something I'll never forget. So it, it's an amazing car. It's really, it's a nice car. Um, we didn't know anything about stock. You know, dad's raced super stock his whole career. And we, we kind of messed up. We built the wrong year. We didn't know anything. It's a, it's a hurt combo, meaning the shipping weight's really off on the car. So I, I can't get two fours on it. We can only run the single four combo. So we're down on power comparable to a few other A stocks, but it's pretty fast for, you know what I mean? So well, we got some ideas. We're going to see what happens this next year. Okay. So the 65 Coronet, like say Todd Hoven's car, he's got yep. 426. Um, with the two, two carburetors on it with the uh cross frame the cross frame okay but you can't do that because your car is a 64 is that what yes. the deal is or okay his car is the ultimate combo like we just didn't know and we could have found a six so i have a 65 street hemi car that i've had you know we built that in 01 and it's a street car but it's a hard top so it has to be a post car so we thought about turning that into the 65 stocker. Well, anyways, you got to have a hard top. So 65 has a higher lift camshaft and you can run two fours. So they have the shipping weight on the 64 rated at like 3310. And they're going off an aluminum front car, which mine's a steel hard top, but NHRA just won't, you know, that's what Chrysler sent in 64. So every 64 goes off of that shipping weight. And the shipping weight on the 65 postcards like 35, 30 or something. So it's 200 pounds heavier on paper. So anyways, the shipping weight, it's just a better car. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, NHRA won't change the shipping weight. We tried. That's just not going to happen. So we're kind of handicapped with the single four but we'll see what happens you know what i mean but todd's car is amazing that car is very fast you know they got a good good thing going with that car i you know there's a couple camaros that are really fast but i don't i don't think anything's running with todd in my opinion no not that i've seen that no really fast fast. He, he had a heads up final at cecil um against anthony fetch yeah, I knew that that he he was probably still a little heavy. I mean, I don't think he pulled it all because that thing went in the 40s Thursday before that. But it's hard to say. I didn't know the error on the final, but 
I knew I knew Fetch, poor guy, I knew he didn't have a chance. <laughs> but uh I'm sure he did too. But yeah, Juan's car out west is the closest to Hoven. They they could be real close. Juan's car is very fast. That's a good combo. He's another smart guy. So it's normally Juan and Hoven and that you know, if they get to the final in Indy, that, that would be a good race. You know what I mean? I'm trying to remember. There's a guy, I think, from Colorado. There's a couple guys that run Cornets, and I think they run him. He's an A-stock automatic. And I don't know those. I know uh, Colorado. I know uh, uh, Thunderbolt. I can't remember. Uh, shoot, I forget his name. But it, it's fairly fast, too. 427 car. Uh, but uh, Like Robert Pond or T-Board? Yeah, it's, it's not a Pond. Tibor, those guys are out west. This guy's in Colorado. It's a red car, but it's really pretty. He was at Indy one year. I think he's from Colorado. Steve Hegberg but, is the guy's name from Burton, Colorado. He runs a 67 okay. Plymouth with the 426. Right. Yeah, see, I don't know much about the 67. I think it's a street Hemi. I don't know if it's a great combo or not. Well, the funny thing, I think it's his buddy, this Dan Morris, has lives in Golden. He runs a 66 Dodge with the 426. Mm-hmm. And- I run into those guys out in Kearney and they both, they're pretty fun. They're pretty cool guys. Yeah. My opinion is 65 is the ultimate combo and uh double a stock. So uh, a stock, it's only got to weigh like 40 more pounds than my car. And it's probably 70 more horsepower at least. So it's pretty hard to beat that. Yeah. 40 pounds isn't really a whole lot. <laughs> you know yeah I think the horsepower offsets that by a significant amount yeah I would say so so yeah it's a great combination and Juan's combo is very good I don't remember if it's rated at 409 or 415 but it's fast that's a neat car I love it what's one that it's a 413 is it um, yeah it's a 62 Okay. Yeah, 62. Most people think they're ugly and they're strange, but I really like them. They're cool. They're different. Those people that think Mopars are ugly are called Ford people because they're tired of getting beat <laughs> by them and they're just in an ugly mood when they lose. And that's. Yeah, I think they're, like I said, there's a few fast Camaros, but right now my money's on the two Mopars, you know, in A stock. I don't think any Camaros running with them. What kind of transmission do you run in, in these? Uh, 727. Pro Trans. Um, yeah, ATI converter. Who does? Did you say who does your motor? Jason Line builds the motor. He's, he's still and, doing uh, them all? Yeah, him and Jeff down at KB and Dan, you know, the guys that work with Jason. Um, yeah, he's doing them. He's working on dad's new engine so uh dad's car it's taking a while but uh it's finally making some big steam and so you know it's been a little bit of a struggle but you know it's making power now so we're pretty happy about that dad's really happy so we'll see what happens I'm, i'm trying to get dad to go to gainesville we haven't been there geez It'll be 20, 21 years since we've been there, 01. So I'm going to see if we can make the trek this year and go down and get some good air, you know. Are you getting pretty good durability out of it? Yeah, finally. I mean, excuse me, it it wasn't, you know, those Hemis are kind of finicky, and when they're on kill like that at least, um, it wouldn't live, but they got it figured out now. Yeah, it's 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 shoot. I think Dad put ten runs on it down at Bell Rose, you know, back to back. So everything's going great. And are they have they well, opened well, it up? Is there fair? Is it fairly easy to find? I mean, I'm sure they've opened it up to aftermarket parts or what's parts availability? Is it? No, just- there isn't anything because Mopar hasn't. You know, they've had their tooling locked up in a warehouse for years, so you have to source blocks um there was a couple guys trying to make 
a block, and I don't know what kind of happened with that. Um, I'm not sure if I'm even allowed to say this, but I think Jason and them are working on some castings. So, yeah, like I said, it's been hard. I think Dad was down to a block and like one set of heads. So you use it. You can't find anything. And they're big money. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, that's kind of out of my league there, you know. <laughs> it gets expensive. I know that. Yeah, that's a whole nother level. People think stalkers are expensive. Just try to find like a Hemi, Hemi parts in general are pretty brutal. Yeah, those age cars, I mean, they're like 40-year-old pro stock, you know. I mean, the technology, it's a 40-year-old body or whatever, you know, with 21st century technology. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally an old engine, but it, it's kind of built like a pro stock engine. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty intense. Just another reason why Mopar is so good, because they were ahead of their times with, like you said, the aluminum front ends. Here, here's our car. Then Yeah, that, that was neat. They were on the something. The old Ram Charger group to, and all that stuff. It was just, I don't know, it's, I think that's cool. It is cool. What do you do for suspension-wise on that car? Like, what do you run for shocks and you run Calvert Leafs on the back? Or? Yeah, in the rear. Um, Calvert, if Calvert's listening, he needs to call me. I called him. I need to get a hold of John. <laughs> Speaking of Calvert, yeah, we got some questions on my rear shock. But, yeah, we run Calvert set up in the back i think uh in the front we got a set of sand tufts on there they were good and dad runs all lamb components and some custom stuff that was doing well at that indie uh shootout also which is what, what yeah. i was gonna say earlier you said you're getting a lot more life out of these motors and um until yeah. he I, I think he spun in a round so he's yeah. given a good You're run for for the money there yeah he could have beat Camella, because Camella had his one bad run. We told him that was his one lucky run. The thing only went a 50 something. I think the clutch was binding up or something. I forget what he said. But, anyways, that freaking thing, it, of all runs, it had to spin. You know, the stick cars go on the bumper. Yanis went on the bumper right before him. And Daniels goes on the bumper right after that. So the stick cars have a little advantage, you know, with the, the spinning issue. But there was no sense in that thing spinning at Indy like that. I, I I remember walking away from the spot thinking this ain't good. I could just, you know, I didn't have much there. Anyways, he spun and that was the end of the day. But um, it made, it ran good, you know what I mean? I think he went, I don't remember, 40 couple, I forget. But, uh, yeah, it ran good, so – We'll see what happens this this coming Indy. I think it'll be a lot tighter. They've picked up a little bit more, well, probably a, a good bit more power since then even. So that's what they do. That's all. J <laughs> they don't, it's kind of like, I. we're all weirdos like that. Like Jason and those guys that you, you get around them guys and they're in another world. Like they're just up here with their knowledge and they're always thinking, you know what I mean? I don't think they stop. And I think that's, you know, a craftsman, an artist, that's that's what makes, you know, makes you tick. Like, I don't ever stop thinking about paint. It's like, it's just what you do. You can't turn it off. So you just, you just do it, you know. So do you find yourself, do you come up with your own designs or do you, are you going back to things that have done or how do you come up with some of your ideas for these crazy paint like, jobs? Well, obviously you're always looking to the past as far as, you know, there's a few painters that I, are, you know, a big inspiration to what I do. Uh, some guys out West, some guys, you know, but most of those guys are gone or they're, you know, retired, but yeah, you're always looking at old photos and, you know, trying to figure out how someone might've done this or done that. And then just kind of put your own take on it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's how I, and I'll do like a quick sketch, like a rendering, just so I know what colors may go where, but I don't really do like a full blown, you know, 
I just kind of start taping and then mark it out where what color is going to go where. Yeah, it's crazy when you look like doing the fish scales and just, you know, or even look at some of the factory because you could get in the Mopar, they came with like factory paisley, like vinyl tops. Oh, yeah. Did they not like? Yeah, they had that mod top. It was a weird deal because it was a notch back. They should have put that thing on a hard top or a coupe, you know, like a 68 coupe. That would have been cool. But they did do a couple mod tops with that vinyl. It's pretty neat. Stuff like that now has got to be pretty much made out of um, titanium. I'm sure nobody's redoing it. I mean, where do you even find yeah, that Yeah, I stuff? don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. And like I said, the time and just the the detail and some of that stuff that what you do is just pretty incredible. I would be like, let's do the Bob Ross. Like, let's put a happy cloud on the side. <laughs> little yeah. stick man would be about my creativity. <laughs> so I really appreciate somebody that can go in there and just dive in the way. You yeah, that's whatever. Every time you talk to someone, they always think you're some sort of stoner. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't even drink, you know, but like, they're like, dude, what kind of drugs were you on? You know, because that's those guys were pretty tweaked out in the seventies, of course. But yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> now, when I was in India, I saw um, I was hanging with um, Drag Racing Edge magazine, Evan Smith. You had just yeah, painted a uh, helmet for him. Yeah, and he was showing every. He was so excited about this helmet. It was <laughs> evil to evil design. I mean, he just was. I was riding with him on a golf cart, handing He's out. Yeah, Drag Racing Edge magazine and him just showing everybody, look at this helmet. Travis has painted for me. Look at this helmet. That's now, whether fine. he's actually ever going to wear this helmet is yeah, you know, up for debate. But yeah, Evan's it was a, a good work of dude. Art. Thanks. Evan's a good guy. I, that magazine's great. We're supposed to do something in there on like nostalgia paint and stuff. I told him it'd be, you know, fun, you know. So at some point, we're supposed to work on an article. It'd be kind of fun, you know. And he put a camera inside your car. Uh, was that at Indy? Yeah. Did he put a camera yeah. in your car recently? Like yeah, Indy, that was killer. Like, I never had an in car, so I was really stoked on that to kind of see. And it was actually a killer run. The thing left hard, you know, shifting in the air. It was That was fun. The only thing I was bummed about is I've never been able to paint my own helmet yet, and I got this freaking bright white. <laughs> That's an, it was pretty weak to be a painter and like my only end car, I got this bright white helmet on. The so I white still, helmet. <laughs> yeah, basically. I still haven't painted it. I gotta get that done this winter. It's just an empty pal empty canvas sitting there waiting for your touch, right? Yeah, it's terrible. I gotta get time to paint my own helmet. You know? So maybe we can do another end car. <laughs> But there's something to that with mechanics, you know, your, your stuff's always the last stuff you work on or, you know, if you're a motor it's so builder. It's weird how, it, yeah, it's weird how that happens. Is it hard to get materials? Like, are you using all the new modern paints and finishes or do you still go back yeah, to like, lacquer? No, I, I use mostly House of Color. Um, I'm kind of, you know, hooked up with House of Color and use that, you know, we've used that paint for, over 25 years and then we use Sherwin Williams as well but I do have a big stash of vintage paint because sometimes you have to have it for certain you know techniques so I have a pretty good stash of old paint as well so uh some of the and you really got to find the old pearls are hard to come by now and they've kind of gotten somewhat of a renaissance so they've gone up in value some guys are looking for them now what makes them different so, that they would need to you'd need to use the old vintage product well the old pearl is literally just that it's organic it's really crushed pearl really and it had lead lead in it as well mm. so it's the lead it, it's hard to explain but it kind of glows it doesn't really sparkle so it's it's pretty amazing, um, and that's very hard to come by. But because, I because it's dangerous to use, perhaps. I guess that's why it got outlawed <laughs> in the seventies. Yeah, kind of <laughs> late seventies. I think the lead went out, and I have some that when they, you know, they remade it without lead. Of course, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. 
but it's just different. It's hard to explain. And when you see it, if you know what you're looking at, you know, it's, it's a different sparkle per se than a modern day pearl. Can the average person tell? Do you I'm think? not sure. If I pointed it out, I think you could like the top of dad's car is a, a white pearl, but it's the vintage pearl. Mm. Um, and then if you pulled it up beside a Cadillac pearl white, mm-hmm. you'd be able to tell, you know what I mean? I wonder if it was like but, more of a true color though. Like the problem I have, I always like that white pearl color and I think that would be awesome to put on a car, but my wife had a Yukon that way and every right. panel looked different. Like she had it repainted like a, one of her boss's kids ran a four wheeler and they had to do redo a right, fender right. and it looked it's primer gray. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. It is hard to match Um, my wife's car is pearl white. We got a pink, she picked up something on the interstate. So we got to do the hood and a couple of things. <laughs> so it's, it's tricky. But uh, the guys in the shop, they're pretty good at matching it, you know. Well, it's kind of crazy. Like, so when I had a my friend that's extremely picky as a body guy, and it's it's funny because he kind of ruins you. Like, once you learn what to look for, like, you can't really enjoy a nice right, car. Right, right, right. Yeah, you don't want to go to a car show with me. I take all the fun out of it. <laughs> I had to repaint you'll leave, you'll leave there going, why did I even come? But... <laughs> I had him repaint a hood on the car and he's like, well, I got to do a panel. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you got to do, this is one layer of base. This is two layers of base, three layers. And you did right. all the layers and cleared it to try to match it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think Abra's doing that. Yeah. That's called a letdown panel. So you got to step the pearl. So you know how many coats to put on, but um, I don't do that stuff anymore. Thank God. I mean, those guys got to match all these new colors. I'm I used to do collision painting. That's how I learned how to paint. But um, I don't. I don't work up in that shop anymore. And it's tricky. These new colors are pretty hard to match because they're tri-stage. A lot of the nice cars will have, you know, all those multiple layers, like you're saying. But do you, you think know, some some of, the, some of that's from the difference in the paints? Like, was the old lead paint more consistent, more organic? Was it easier to match? Do you think than what they're doing now? I don't know. That that paint was never really production paint. It was just custom paint. So those pearls were never really put on a factory car. So they were designed just for trick painting, you know what I mean? What do you spend? The, like, what's the average time to do one of your cars? Just, uh, what do you spend for hours in painting? Um... So like from sealer up, like no body worker, you know, like once it's in the booth ready to put sealer on it, I'll normally try to keep track. But like the old candy Cuda with the lettering and all, I remember it was at like 250 hours. And then dad's car now is like 200. My car is up there. So with the lettering and gold leaf, they average at least 200 hours. So it's it's like four weeks straight in the booth. You know what I mean? So you obviously don't have ADD if you can spend that much time and just keep going. <laughs> no, nah, it's weird. Yeah, once you get going, it's like, you know, I could stay there all night. You know what I mean? I just get, you just get going and eventually you're like, I got to get out of here. But once I'm on a roll, it's, it's just fun to me. So I just kind of dig into it. Um. The, the tape process takes a while because that's kind of how it all starts. You got to get it taped out perfect, and then you just start layering the colors. But it's, it's a process. And that's another thing you got to learn to do it efficiently because, you know, we charge by the hour. So add that up. So you got to work fast. You know what I mean? Do you, have, do, you have, do you have family then or like do you have, do you have kids? Your own? No, no just my wife and we have a couple cats, you know, <laughs> and uh, she's, you know, she's real good. She's great. She, you know, like I said, I live across the street. So I'm, if I'm not in the paint shop, I do like sign painting and 
striping and design work like lettering and so I'm normally I don't ever come home till like eight o'clock she's just kind of used to it <laughs> we eat kind of late she gets on me about that though but I usually am painting after work or I'll go up to the race shop if dad needs help and then when we're racing you know we're up there you know getting cars ready but obviously now we're getting into winter so I, I just got projects lined up to get done you know like side work so I stay busy I'm never just sitting around wow what do you do when when you're not painting or racing you have any other activities that you do with the wife yeah I mean so I have a lot of interest I'm I don't know if that you were talking about ADD. I don't think it's that, but I like a lot of different things. So I kind of bounce. I collect vintage bicycles. Like I love bicycles and, um, you know, we'll go antiques, you know, and in the summer dad, you know, has my papa's old river lot. So we'll go down and wake surf. So that's a lot of fun, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, but, uh, as far as non-work related, you know, I really like old bicycles and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, I have seen uh, you post some pictures of the old bicycles. So, yeah. It's, yeah. That's fun. pretty cool. Lock them up tight. Ours get stolen around here. <laughs> yeah. They're, it's funny that yeah, the bike market's pretty strong right now. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't leave them sitting out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they cut your lock here. Make sure you have a good lock. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah no, nah, it's really cool, man. We really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for asking. Do you have anybody you'd like to uh, thank that helps with your race program and or um, painting business? Well, obviously, you know, my dad, I, I mean, I couldn't do this. You know what I mean? So dad's always been supportive and you know, he's, he works really hard. He's always worked his whole life to, you know, to build this shop up. And so we're blessed to be able to go race together. That's a big deal. You know, you know, I didn't get to race, like I said, for a long time. I mean, it's very expensive. So to race Hemi cars, so to have two of them going at once, it's a lot. So I was just grateful to finally get out and go hang out with dad and you know, my mom and dad have been racing since the 90s. Mom's kind of over it, you know. It's, <laughs> she's like, she'll go once in a while, but she's kind of over it, you know. She'll go to the Dutch and Maple Grove, stuff like that. But um, so it's normally me and dad and the dog. And we got some buddies that help us, you know. We couldn't do it without their help. We got Gene builds her transes. Been doing it since the beginning. So he does dad's transes and uh Jim and Randy, a couple other guys that go with us, and they're big help, you know. It's a lot of work. Dad's car is a lot of work. Mine's, you know, when he's racing, his motor could be out every other race, you know what I mean? But, uh, so, yeah, that, and, um, you know, it's fun to just go hang out, you know what I mean? You know, because, you know, Dad's getting a little older. I'm like, man, you need to quit working so much, but that's just how he's wired, you know. But I, I think I can talk him into hitting Gainesville this year, <laughs> I hope. And, uh, you know, that's a heck of a drive. And once you're down there, you got to hit the points. You know, we'll hit baby gators and then stay. So that's a, it's a lot of time off. And so hopefully we can make it happen. And it'd be fun to get back down there and hit garlets, you know. I want to see the museum again. It's been forever. So, yeah, that, that – um, you know, House of Colors always been real supportive of my paint, so I appreciate that. In my opinion, they're the best custom paint out. And uh, I think we can testimony to that. I mean, we got a lot of cars out there with that paint on it, so. How much of your work is airbrush? I, I can airbrush the basics. I'm not like a mural guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't, if someone wants like, their kids portrait on their tailgate i'm not that <laughs> i'm not that guy i got a buddy down in austin texas is one of the best i would mention him if they were really serious mm -hmm. and then it, there's a few other people you know what i mean 
but I can do the basics with the airbrush. But um, I'm more into the graphics and the lettering and gold leaves, you know, stuff like that. It's beautiful work. Thanks. Well, awesome. We appreciate you coming on and diving into the madness behind your your hands. Like I said, yeah. it's just absolutely crazy. And thank you. It's uh, it's one of those trades that I don't think people really appreciate. Like I said, how much time and detail it comes into it. So it's it's pretty cool yeah. that you're you're keeping the vision alive for yet another generation to to be able to admire and appreciate. And you never know, some kid out there is like, I want to be the next Tukey. Yeah. Yeah, I think with race cars in the beginning, they went fast, but they also looked really good. So that's kind of, you know, you got to do the show and go, you know. Yeah, well, how can people get a hold of you if they're interested in having you do a project for them? Um, well, the easiest nowadays, I have a website, but geez, I... I can't even remember how to get into that thing. The easiest nowadays is Instagram. So my Instagram is, you know, at Tukey Paints It. And that's pretty much the easiest nowadays. And then, of course, Facebook, just my name, Travis Hess. And, you know, the shop, people can Google the shop, Bucky's Limited Auto Body. But the Instagram, that's what I'm on pretty much all the time. You know, it's 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 convenient. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and it was really cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, pretty, thank you, uh, guys. Thanks, Travis. Pretty fascinating. Right. I, uh, a good friend of mine yeah, from thanks. Oregon way back um, was a custom muralist and did some awesome work, wow. so... I've seen just a little bit into that industry, and it's amazing. So any of that stuff just blows my mind. So thanks a lot, Travis, for giving us some time of yours away from the paint booth. And uh, this is Class Racing Today. Thanks, Bobby and Brian, for setting this one up again. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any questions or comments, email us, classracingtoday at gmail.com. And we will see you on the next one. Have a great day. See you later. Thank you.